welcome to another edition of Football Game Plans Best Bets. This is week four. I'm Emory Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Join with me as always, Chris James. Follow him at uh, on Twitter at, C- at CJ49. And Gene Clements. Follow him at Gene Clements on Twitter and Instagram as well. And if you haven't been familiar with what Best Bets is, we're the podcast that helps you, you know, get the right mindset as far as trying to put a couple shekels on a couple games, trying to get you in the right mindset so that way you can go bring home some of that bag and win some money. And as always, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. We're going to give you some college football and some NFL football. And I'll get this one kicked off, guys, starting in the Big Ten at Purdue in West Lafayette. They're playing host to Boston College. And we all saw Boston College move that Wake Forest game up a day or two in preparation for Hurricane Florence. They went out there and did what they had to do to win that ball game. And we got to see these guys show a little bit of that passing attack. Now you have a well-balanced Boston College team going into Purdue as six point six and a half point favorites. I like Boston College. I like the points in this game. I would say lay all the points on BC on the road against Purdue. Yeah, I think that's a great I think that's a great pick, Emory. Um, we've seen the evolution. If you remember on our first best bet pod, we actually um I think it was you went against BC because of all the points that that they were saying BC was supposed to give up to UMass. And we went in saying they're gonna have to show us. Well, guess what? Versus UMass, they showed us. Yep. Then they ran it back again and showed us again. So, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Um, I'm with you. I'm riding with Boston College. For me, my first game I go to is um, a team that I really love, especially when they start getting into into conference play, and that's Navy. Um, Navy is used to playing against high-level competition. They run an offense that is definitely hard to get prepared for in a week, and they're doing so versus a defense that has been successful to the run. Um with outside of North Texas, who threw the ball all over SMU. Um, the last two opponents that they played have rolled up over, um, I, I believe, 180 and 220-plus and yards rushing. Now comes in a ridiculous rushing attack with a ridiculous quarterback who knows how to run it, and I just don't see SMU being able to hold up. Adding an extra little bonus to this, and, and the reason why I love giving up the seven with this, is it's going to be raining. I mean, what's better than a midshipman in the rain? You know, if a midshipman can't get it done in the water, then who can get it done in the water? And they've already had a rain game um, versus Memphis, and they were able to beat a much better Memphis team. So I like them with that seven. I think you lay all the points. Absolutely makes sense. Look, Navy's one of those teams where during the season, if y'all haven't paid attention, they usually cover because of the style of offense they play. It's hard to prepare for that offense, like Gene said, and the weather. (laughs) <laughs> this might be funny. Well, I'm going to go with a team that actually beat SMU earlier this season. And the main reason I'm going with them is because of their quarterback. I like the young man, Sean Robinson. And I'm talking about TCU, the Horn Frogs. They'll be on the road in the same state playing against Texas. And if you haven't noticed, Texas is still in shambles. Don't let the USC game last week fool you because USC is in shambles. This young man, Sean Robinson, reminds me a lot of Deshaun Watson and the way that he plays, the athletic ability, also standing in the pocket, making quality throws as a sophomore. And guess what, folks? It's not a ridiculous spread like it should be. It's three points. 
TCU is a three-point favorite. This is a game where I could see them winning by double digits. That game against Ohio State last week wasn't a fluke. They're a good team, and I'm, I'm at a loss to why this is only three points. Like, you need to jump on this one as quick as possible and take TCU over Texas. Yeah, I, don't, I never got the Texas hype. Remember preseason, people were talking about them as a dark horse playoff team. I was like, which Texas are you talking about? Because it's not the Texas Longhorns. So I agree with you there, Chris. And, and TCU, I think, is going to roll big in that ball game. But staying in the state of Texas, look at another Texas team that was able to pull off the upset against Arkansas last week. And I'm going North Texas against Liberty. They are 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, Liberty is in their first year of FCS play, but this team has been moonlighting as an FBS team for quite some time. They've done a good job in recruiting at Liberty to have a really good quarterback in Buckshot Calvert. Problem is, they're rolling up against a team in North Texas that now has confidence of beating an SEC team. I think this team will probably win Conference USA. Mason Fine, the quarterback, is is uh, probably not going to get Heisman consideration, but he will be in the conversation for the Davey O'Brien Award. He may not win it because, obviously, they like to go to the big schools, but this dude has been balling. Big reason why they beat Arkansas is 13.5 points they're favored by in this ballgame. I'm going with North Texas, lay all the points in this ballgame against Liberty. I think they blow out the flames. And that's a great that's a great pick. I like North Te- North Texas in this game as well. Um, again, they beat a, 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 a they beat SMU earlier in the year. Their offense has been prolific all year long through the air. I don't see Liberty being able to stop that offense or be able to keep up with them scoring. So I think that's a that's a perfect game to pick. A game I'm going to is a, is a couple Pac-12 opponents, and I look at this Arizona and Oregon State game, and it's two teams that seem like they're going to be on the bottom of the respective north and south divisions of the of the, of the the Pac-12. However, for me, this is a must-win game for Kevin Sumlin. He won't get the same amount of rope that some other coaches get. Um, I think people thought that he was going to come in there with a, a, with a returning starter at quarterback and a, and a lot of guys coming back on defense. And, and be able to just roll. What they didn't realize is that his style and the quarterback, they don't exactly marry up, um, you know, perfectly. And that defense, while they've got a lot of starters back, they weren't exactly the best starters in the world last year. That being said, Oregon State's not that much better than they were last year. And, and it's being proven, um, you know, like opponents. Southern Utah, they both played. There were some struggles out of Oregon State. Arizona started off a little slow and then waxed them. Um, I think this ends up being a war of attrition, but I like Arizona to come out, and I'm willing to lay that six points. Kevin Sumlin just allows Khalil Tate to actually, I don't know, be a ridiculous quarterback like he is, then they will roll. You're correct on that one, Gene. I think people were on that Mike Riley being back at Oregon State and uh, the fact they were able to get some long touchdowns against Ohio State, but it's just – Arizona has more talent. So I agree with you on that one. I'm going to go on to the other side of the country. You know, I'm an SEC guy. I'm going to go with two SEC teams. And I'm going to go with one that, to me, is overrated, even though they have the best player on the field in Debo Samuels, and another one that is extremely underrated. And we discussed this last week. This team almost pulled off that upset in South Bend, and that is South Carolina and Vanderbilt. 
One thing I don't understand here, it's at Vanderbilt, it's in Nashville. South Carolina is favored. I don't think that the people have watched South Carolina play this year. Jake Bentley's all over the place. Quietly, Kyle Schumer is actually playing better football as a quarterback. They have a three-headed monster in the backfield, and they play great defense. Mason has them playing amazing defense. I think Vanderbilt definitely covers the two, and I think they went straight up. You can take this one as a straight up against the money line. Vanderbilt's going to win this move to 3-1 and one overall and 1-0 and in the SEC. They should have beat Notre Dame last week, man. I, I thought had homeboy come down with that reception. Granted, a hard catch, but when he hit the ground, he kind of figured the ball was going to bounce out. Um, obviously, Sherman could have made that throw easier for him to, to, to haul in, but they should have beat Notre Dame. This is a really good team. I agree with you with the South Carolina, uh, you know, being a favorite at at at, at um, Vanderbilt. I like Vander in that game as well. I'm gonna move on to the NFL, and I'm always interested in big lines. And I was afraid to pick this one because, again, when you have big lines in the NFL, you know that doesn't necessarily go according to plan. But you got Buffalo being 17 point underdogs to Minnesota. The reason why I liked Minnesota and I'm laying the points with the Vikings in this game. It's because they have a great defense and they have guys that can take the ball away. And we know Josh Allen will be making his second start. He'll give them two to three opportunities in the ball game to make plays on the ball, whether that's Harrison Smith, whether that's Mike Hughes, the rookie out of UCF. They're going to make those opportunities and get the ball back to their offense. And to be honest, Kirk Cousins sands the save play from last week where he tricked the game off, um, but it got caught, that penalty got called. He's been playing well, statistically. So I think this is a big number that actually makes sense. I'm laying the points with the Vikings in this one. To me, like I said last week, you just got to bet against Buffalo every week. I mean, regardless of what the spread is, you got to bet against Buffalo. They, they've they shown no signs of life. I don't see them having a, a chance. That defense for Minnesota is nasty. Aaron Rodgers against a lesser defense – the way that game went against the lesser defense, Aaron Rodgers puts up 50-plus points. They were able to hold him to field goals a lot in that second half when they were driving, and that's because that defense is nasty. Now you bring a, a Josh Allen in here, man, get out of here. That thing's going to be 20-plus points. Um, you know, it, Take the money. That's a, that's a fantastic pick. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that you picked it before I got a chance to pick it. Me, I'm going to go to a game that I'm really intrigued by because – I don't think it's getting enough pub. And that, to me, is Kansas City. This is not an aberration. Can't, there's a reason why they got rid of Alex Smith. That's a, there's, it's because Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. And he is with the perfect coach, a guy who's going to let him be him. He's going to roll with the punches and know that it's not always going to be a six-touchdown week, but that at any point in time, Patrick Mahomes has a chance to throw for six to seven touchdowns. And now you're bringing in a San Francisco defense that's a little shaky, an offense that's not clicking, and a Kansas City team that's flying high. And you know when 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 Arrowhead gets to rocking, when Arrowhead's at a high level, it's hard to play there. So I like Kansas City with the six and a half. I think Mahomes keeps it rolling. And I'm going to agree on that one, Gene, and I'm going to agree for the following reason. Kansas City is using a certain method to how they're doing it. Week one, they used Tyree Kill, right? Well, Travis Kelsey didn't go off. So what are they doing week two? Travis Kelsey has two touchdowns. Guess who still hasn't gone off? Kareem Hunt. 
I think against San Francisco defense that cannot stop the run, Kareem Hunt loses his mind. Six and a half points might not be enough. Plus, I don't think Jimmy G is that guy. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback, but he's not that guy. And Arrowhead is going to be a dangerous situation. So I agree with you on that one, Gene. I'm going to go to the game that might not require one team to even play their offense to win. They can literally let their quarterback take knees, and they can cover the six-and-a-half-point spread that they're favored by, and that is Chicago traveling to play Arizona. Now, listen, usually that's a tough situation when you have a team with a young quarterback going on the road to play. But Sam Bradford is literally out here stealing checks. This offense with David Johnson has six points in two weeks, six points. And we can sit here and say the Rams are great. It's true. But the Redskins, we just saw the Colts roll up on them. So this offense can't score. Khalil Mack is a monster. Good job, Gruden. So six and a half points, look, take it now before it ends up being much higher. And this, this can literally be a blank game where it's a 17 to nothing type game because they don't even need the offense to do anything. They just need Trubisky not to turn the ball over. I like the Bears big in this one. Yeah, I feel bad for Arizona because on paper they have talent. Uh, but Sam Bradford really is out there playing like he's not trying to get hurt and trying to reach a certain plateau as far as games are cured before he shuts it down completely because their offense just looks putrid. Uh, my last NFL game is one that involves Cincinnati and Carolina, and Cincinnati is three-point underdogs to the Panthers. Normally on paper that would look like, okay, yeah, you're right, Carolina defense, Cam Newton, I get it, Cincinnati implode. But to be honest, Cincinnati, the one thing they haven't done this year is play undisciplined football. They found ways to win. They did that against Indianapolis. Last week, they straight out dominated Baltimore, and they're coming off the extended rest going into this ball game against Carolina that still seems to be sputtering offensively. So I actually think from a straight-up perspective, they can win this game outright against the Panthers. So definitely, I like them to cover. So I would say take Cincinnati and the points in this ball game, and, and that's an interesting one for me. You know, I like to ride with Cam uh, when it comes to throwing my money down, especially um, at home. But you're right; this this Carolina offense is not clicking because they refuse to just let Cam be Cam, and they keep trying to micromanage his game. Um, every time he gets down, they let him loose. He brings him back. They reel him in. If he gets up, they reel him in. The other team comes back, then they let him loose, and they wonder why he's not in the rhythm. So I think it's a great it's a great pick. We all know that Cincinnati plays well in the regular season. They've been a regular season team. This is a perfect type of game where a, a, a pick like that is um, has a good chance to hit. For me, my last pick, I'm, I'm doubling down. I know that Houston didn't get it done last week versus Tennessee, but, man, they're playing – the New York Giants. And I'm sorry, but the New York Giants couldn't score or move the ball versus the Cowboys. They couldn't score versus the Cowboys. And the Cowboys defense is terrible. Now, they couldn't stop the Cowboys. And the Cowboys offense is limited because they don't have anybody to throw the ball to. I guarantee you this. Deshaun Watson will not miss a whole bunch of receivers 
and their receivers will do something with it when they catch it. And so, you know, hey, you get what you pay for in Dallas. When you're Dak Prescott and you want to double down with the with the with the powers that be and say, hey, I'm I'm riding with them, and they don't provide you with any passing um options. Well, guess what? Houston has a lot of passing options. I don't see I don't see the Giants staying close. And it's always the Trump card, Eli Manning. He's gonna give you one or two every game that you have a chance to take it back. Um, I think that um Houston's defense was also hurt last week with no Clowney. I think Clowney will be back this week. That makes them even more dynamic. I just like Houston with this seven. And that's good because it's already moving up. I think it started at six. It's six and a half this morning. I think it is up to seven. So I think people know to jump on it quick. And, and listen, if you didn't watch the game last week, it's not like Tennessee did anything to win other than, you know, they gutted it out. So I, I agree with you. It looked like Houston was still trying to find its legs. And, yes, I think Clowney will be back this week. So, it's unfortunate to watch what New York has become. Um, I'm going to go with a game here. <laughs> a little bit of an upset pick from the perspective of the line, but I'm going to go with the full-out upset pick straight up. I think this guy's going to end up eating a lot of sacks this week because the left tackle still isn't playing well. He's coming off of an injury, and everyone had him as the MVP last year. I did not. I stick to it. They won a Super Bowl without him. I think the Indianapolis Colts straight up not only cover the six-and-a-half points, but win at Philly. Listen, this Indy team is not bad. And I'm going to tell you a few things. That Cincinnati team that's playing well, they were up 23-10 to 10 until a few turnovers happened, including a fumble that was returned all the way down to the four. Last week, they pushed around a pretty good Washington team. And don't get it twisted. Guess who knows Carson Wentz better than anyone else? It might just be the old offense coordinator who's the new head coach. They are going to do some things, especially against that Philly secondary. I think Indianapolis wins it straight up, but you definitely want to take that minus six and a half. This is going to be my surprise game of the week. You know what? Let's talk about the game for, for a quick second because you got Carson Wentz coming back. Um, all of a sudden now he's cleared for contact and also now ready to play. I think, like you said, Chris, and I agree with you on this particular pick, this is a guy that's coming back from an ACL, LCL, whose game is predicated on evading pressure, creating outside the pocket, being able to extend plays, and now you don't even know how healthy he is as far as movement perspective. So if I'm the defensive coordinator for Indianapolis, I'm never not blitzing in this ball game. He's going to have to prove that he can get off the spot and evade quick pressure. And I think as a result, like you said, he's going to eat a lot of sacks because of it. I think Indy really rolls in this ball game, like you said. Yeah, it's, it's funny because on paper, Philly should be winning these games. But we can call it the, the hangover from the Super Bowl or whatever you want to call it. I don't think people are realizing Nelson Aguilar is the only receiver of relevance on a the team. They had to sign Jordan Matthews. Okay. Zach Ertz, he might eat in this game. But, again, I think they're going to use that ground coverage against him and bracket him, make things hard on Carson Wentz, and, yes, blitz him, make him make quick decisions because Carson Wentz won games last year because of his athleticism, which caused stress on defenses, which caused guys to be wide open. And also don't forget that running back core is also injured. Darren Sproles might not play either. This this, as you said, I think this is going to be a straight-up victory, and they might even roll in Philly. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, well, as always, fans, this is it for Football Game Plan's Best Bets. Follow Chris on Twitter at CJFlorida9. Follow Gene at on Twitter at Gene Clemens, who just put out a great article on the Buccaneers and Fitz Magic, Fitz Tragic, Fitz Garbage, whatever you want to call it. Just don't trust them. Read the article on footballgameplan.com. And again, you could follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan, but always remember to follow us and subscribe on iTunes, Football Game Plan Podcast, at Football Game Plan Podcast. Uh, click subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. So good luck this week. Good luck when you're putting a couple shekels on it. Be reasonable. Take our information. Take our picks and go get that loot and come back and join us next week here on Football Game Plan Best Bets. 